I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So feel free to get online. Generally, this is the best time to get online. Otherwise, the lines do start jamming up later on in the show. 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you out. But we usually start the show off with some uh, technology news, and we've got a ton of it this this week. What do you got, Bob? Oh, um, well, do you like to use Google Maps? <laughs> well, I'm a Waze guy, but occasionally we have to use Google Maps, sure. Yeah, well, if you're, well, you can use Google Maps for more than just traveling, you know. Oh, sure. You know, well, Google Maps changes political borders based on who's viewing, report says. Oh, boy. Disputed regions are displayed differently around the world. Way to keep everybody calm. Okay. <laughs> Google Maps tries to chart out the globe for more than a billion users around the world. Right. But it's not so simple when those people disagree on where lines should be drawn. So the search giant displays political borders differently depending on where a viewer is, according <laughs> to a report Friday by the Washington Post. This is a CNET article, by the way. Oh, my goodness. For example, take Kashmir, mm -hmm. the region that India and Pakistan have fought over for more than 70 years. Yep. Maps viewers in Pakistan and elsewhere see the borders drawn as a dotted line, indicating a dispute. Mm -hmm. But in India, people see a solid line that shows it as part of India, the report <laughs> says. Other labels are different, too. The body of water... Wait. A whole body of water is drawn differently? Separating uh, Japan and South Korea yeah. is widely displayed as the Sea of Japan. But in South Korea, it's the East Sea. Oh, <laughs> the discrepancies give a glimpse of how Google and other Silicon Valley giants operate when confronted with political sensitivities related to world governments. Yes. The challenge of disputed regions isn't a new problem. Printed map makers have had to deal <clears throat> with it, too. But the speed and connectedness of software can make the difference appear more jarring. Oh, While working through those decisions, Google said it works with organizations such as the United Nations Group of Experts on Geographical Names. They have an acronym for it, UNGEGN. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. looks, acronyms <clears throat> is something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and looks at treaties and armistices. The company uh, acknowledges that it defers to local governments when it comes to borders. <laughs> and there's a quote here. We remain neutral on issues of disputed regions and borders and make every effort to objectively display the dispute on our maps using a dashed gray borderline. Ethan hmm. Russell, director of product management for Google Maps, said in a statement, in countries where we have a local versions of Google Maps, we follow legislation when displaying names and borders. Unbelievable. Well, so, uh, yeah. Google is walking the, uh, a fine line there, no pun intended. Make sure everybody's happy when you look at your Google Map. They don't want to get anybody upset. Nobody gets triggered when you're looking at the map. 
<laughs> Way to go, Google. Keeping the peace. So, yeah. In other news, uh, this is another reason why I'm not a big fan of Apple. Uh, YouTube TV, which I am a big fan of. I cut my cable and now watch my TV through YouTube TV to halt Apple in-app payments. So in the latest uh, spurring of Apple systems, YouTube TV is going to pretty much stop accepting payments if you're doing it through Apple's own services. And the reason being, Apple takes a 30% VIG, 30% to process the order through their payment system. Well, you know, if it's going through Apple, you got to pay more. Because if it's got <laughs> Apple attached more. to it, well, it, if it's got Apple, it's worth more. Well, you're just not look paying at their more. products. I know you're not paying more. <laughs> Apple's taking it, just literally taking it from YouTube. So YouTube saying no more for you, Apple, and they follow the same uh, folks as Netflix and Spotify, which did the same thing: stopped accepting payments through iPhone or iPad apps. Uh, generally speaking, Apple charges thirty percent, and then of course they'll charge fifteen percent. That's more than your credit card will charge. I mean, your credit card you know hits the merchants for a percentage of the of the purchase, but hey, Apple get, charges like. We gotta become like, number one somehow. I mean, you know, thirty percent. I mean, gouging your customers uh, is not a new concept. No, it's not. Again, the customer doesn't pay more. It's the person. The, it's the company that's offering the service that has their yeah, chunk but they taken have away. To pass it along. Well, it does get passed along, right? You're, good point, Bob. Good point. Um, so again, another reason why again I'm not a big fan of Apple. Uh, once you're in that ecosphere, they kind of got you. <laughs> So uh, YouTube TV says, no more for you, Apple. We're not going to be allowing it. So if, you have your, if you're paying for your YouTube TV through Apple, your subscription is going to end on March 13th. So go ahead and do what most people do and buy directly through YouTube and don't get involved with Apple. So my Apple wallet's going to be empty? No. no, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Um, all right. So moving on. Here's something I found kind of interesting. There's a new Windows 7 bug, Bob. A new one. Interesting. Is it a bug or a feature? I don't know. <laughs> this new bug, as it's represented, prevents users from shutting down or rebooting your computer. Now, I've been on the air here for over 25 years. That's a long time. And in all the times we've been on the air, I can't even recall a time when the operating system would refuse to shut down or allow you to reboot. I mean, that's a pretty harsh bug. I mean, it's like your car saying, okay, you've parked me, but I'm not going to ha- let you turn me off. I've had clients where they had custom apps that I had to write a script to shut off the app before the computer would allow it to shut down or reboot. So that was interfering. Right. Um, But in this case, a month after Windows has said it is no longer updating Windows 7, it is an end-of-life dead product as of January 14th, something must have changed. Because now people are getting a problem where they cannot shut down Windows 7. Dun, dun, dun. Well, if you can't shut it down, you're going to have to keep using it. <laughs> I'm not sure Microsoft is thinking that. Could they possibly be doing something to your operating system to make you more cranky to do what, Bob? But Upgrade. Oh, there it is. They probably have watched the Apple approach to throttling your, your batteries because they don't want you to have any trouble with that to make you get a new iPhone. So Microsoft's saying, hmm, hold my beer, Apple. Here's what I'll do. So we'll see what happens with this Windows 7 bug. We'll put the link out there. But if they're not updating the operating system, the soup didn't change. It shouldn't, it shouldn't taste worse a month later and not allow you to shut your machine down. That's quite a bug. I mean, that's quite a bug. You literally have to crash your system to, to get up and walk away. There is a workaround, quote-unquote, but it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
I mean, I'll post it here. You can read it, but it's it's crazy. So I don't know. I'm sure Microsoft has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Couldn't be. No. So uh, do you want to bring up one more article, Bob, before we go to a break and get to our calls? We have two lines open, guys. Before we go to a break, we have one more quick article. I got uh, Amazon's Ring could tighten privacy after accusations it shares data with Facebook. Shares data with Facebook? Why would they share data with Facebook? I didn't. This is Amazon. They're a whole different no, company. No, no. Jeff Bezos Ring. and Mark Zuckerberg <clears throat> getting together? Well, they're the company that um, sells its uh, app to police departments so that they can monitor crime in neighborhoods. Right. And actually... You use your uh, ring camera, your your doorbell, right? To, see to actually see, uh, you know, to see what you recorded, so that if there was a crime in your neighborhood, they can spot it. Part of me doesn't mind that, but part of me does mind that. Well, you know what? If you uh, log in and what have you, I have some friends that have ring. Yeah. They can actually monitor, and if there's something suspicious going on, yeah, they can see their neighbors' rings as well. Oh yeah, it's a whole network of, yeah, of a, eyeballs. I think it's kind of creepy, but that's well, yeah. just me. I don't use a ring camera myself. So, uh, I use something called SkyBell. Ring uh, says its control <clears throat> center already handles these security concerns. Ring could further change its privacy settings after concerns arose that it shares customer data with Facebook and Google. CNET sister site CBS News reported Friday the smart video doorbell, which Amazon's been using to help police build a surveillance network, Mm -hmm. might soon allow customers to block Ring from sharing most of their information. It follows an Electronic Frontier Foundation EFF study in January that found Ring sends info to Facebook even if you don't have an account. (laughs) Why would they do that? All right, including... Time zone, device model, language preferences, screen resolution, and a unique identifier. Nice. They even send the unique identifier for your phone, which means it can be traced back to you. Even though you don't have an account. Even though you don't have an account and even though you didn't say, yes, it's okay. I know. All right. That's not good. Ring told CBS News that, quote, where applicable, unquote, customers will be able. Where applicable, you mean. Easy for you to say. Applicable. Yeah, easy for you to say. (laughs) Customers will soon be able to opt out of sharing agreements. The change will come out soon. Now, that's the thing. You guys, you shouldn't be configuring your system to make us opt out. We should have to opt in. Well, if you want to be part of the the neighborhood ring watch, you should. I got another whole article about all these apps that share amongst each other. Amongst each other on your phone and then sends it off. And you have not opted for any of it. Correct. So, I keep telling my kids, get these apps off your phone. <laughs> so according to Ring, however, there's no further update as of now to its control center, which was introduced last month during the CES 2020 to help customers manage their privacy and security settings of not. and opt out of police requests. So one person is saying, well, they're, they're updating it. And then the spokesman is saying, well, we don't have anything planned. <laughs> Sounds like the tobacco companies years ago. Anyway, and uh, the company will provide an update when it does have more news on this. A spokesperson for Ring told CNET Friday yeah. afternoon. This, this is really, again, this is a perfect Blumenthal problem, right? right? Again, you can talk about it, get in front of cameras and say, hey, we're going to force people to allow, say yeah. you have to opt out rather than opt in. he's not the attorney general anymore. No, so, no, no, but it's yeah, a perfect a Blumenthal senator. thing. I know. Well, anyway, the, the launch... He likes to fix this stuff. So he never of, does, but he likes, to, he likes to say he does. <laughs> the launch of Control Center followed concerns about Ring allowing police to access video doorbell footage without customer consent, and police are being able to see who has a Ring doorbell installed. Right. And then if you 
link to this one. The next article underneath of it is turn your peephole into a smart doorbell with a ring peephole cam for just $110. <laughs> and it tells you how to get the $200 camera for we're, $110. We're building a surveillance state. All ourselves. Well, 1984 is coming around. It sure feels that way. <laughs> We're going to step out for a quick, again, part of me likes the idea, part of me, but you should be able to choose whether or not you want to join that police surveillance state. I think you should be able to pick what data you want to share. Right. So if they come to you and ask, do you have something on this date and time? I can say, sure, here it is. Here you go. And give you that right. and not anything else. Right. Yeah, as they go through your data. Oh, who was this visiting you? Oh, while I was looking for that robber, I, I noticed this guy over here. Who's this guy coming to your house? He looks suspicious. Ah, as long as he's not doing anything wrong. We're going to step out for a quick break into your calls. Gunther, uh, Vanessa, and Tom, hang on. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk on WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. The lines are all jammed up this morning. It is cold out there, so you guys are all cuddled up with your computer, I suspect. And uh, we're here to help you out with those those computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Gunther in Manchester first. He was on the longest. Hey, Gunther, what's up? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I love your show. Thank you. I had a couple of weeks now, I had a problem with turning on my computer I turn the computer on, the HP sign comes up, it buffers, and then it goes just to a blue screen. Uh-oh. I put my cursor on, and nothing else. Wherever I go on the screen, it doesn't do anything. Are there any keystrokes I can make to bring this back somehow? Yeah. You want to get them into, face, uh, into uh, safe mode, right, Bob? Yes, you want to go into safe mode. I. Yeah, but it doesn't do anything. How do I... I, I'm not this good with computers. Yeah, so when you when you, you can turn your machine off, so from a cold start, yes, you want to you want to tap the F8 key. No, that doesn't work anymore. Not with well, Windows. Well, I'm assuming he's running Windows Seven. What are you running? Ten uh, or seven? Ten. Ah, That's sorry, ten. you're right, Bob. So what you need to do is shut down your computer three times, and it should come up and then give you the option of going into safe mode. Three times. Yeah. Shut it down harshly three times. Yeah, in other words, hold power button down three times. Yeah, you know, I did this too, and you know what happens then? It's the, the, the screen goes black, and probably after a minute, the screen comes up blue. Right, but then it should give you the option of going it, into... Uh... No, it doesn't say anything. Uh-oh. So what, what I did is, and I think it's not the best idea, <laughs> eventually I take the battery out yep. for 30 seconds or a minute, Put the battery on, and the computer comes up again with no problem. Ah, oh. there's definitely something going on there. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> but you found a way around it. So you're taking your battery out and resetting that machine. Yeah. And it comes up. So when you shut the machine off, Gunther, does it? Do you shut it down all the way, or do you put it in a sleep mode or a hibernation oh, I mode? Can do, I can do anything. You know, I I can't do anything. No, after you do your battery fix and you use the computer, what do you do? I go, I go in like a regular. You shut it down. But, what, but I, when you when you shut it down, is it a start shutdown? You do a full shutdown or a sleep or a high? No, hibernate? no, a full shutdown. Okay. A hmm. full shutdown, and then when I go back on and I turn it back on, every everything comes up normal. Okay. What you need to do is you need to go into your event viewer. So you can hit the little flag in the corner and you know under the little search. Bar, little, you, little flag on the corner. 
Yeah, well, the it's right like the start the start button. It used to be round with Windows 7, now it's square. Yes, yes. And in in the little text box, you type in Event Viewer, and you can open up the Event Viewer, and you need to go in through the system. There's uh, System Events, and you need to look for errors. And there's going to give you an error on your blue screen, and it'll give you a code, and then you can use that code to find out what's going on. On boot up, there's something going on. How right. old's the machine? Uh, I believe three years old. All right. Did you upgrade uh, it from Windows 8? Oh yeah, it updated automatically. Okay. I have an Intel uh, i7 seventh nice. generation. Nice. Oh, seventh gen. All right, it's a little older, but that's okay. Um, updating the, I would make sure you've got the latest Windows 10 operating system. So once you've done your your battery trick there, have you yeah. tried to update it? Do you know what version of Windows 10 you're running? Whatever, whatever they updated well, to. But after this, I went to uh, update and security there, and there were four items on the screen. What it says, uh, install, mm -hmm. or, or so on. And eventually, I went on the screen. I went to where it says for help, and I see what to do. And I, I typed in something about fix my computer or do something. Yeah. And then eventually, it got rid of all those updates, and it's normal again. You know, if I go look for the latest updates, it says you're current. Okay, well, but, do it. Do a, You can't always trust that with Microsoft. Do a WinVer in that same search bar that Bob mentioned. Yeah. And see what version you're running, and then compare it to the latest version of Windows 10. So if you then Google latest Windows it 10 version. It should be 1909. See if you're at 1909. I see. Okay. Because okay. um, you may be up to date for the flavor of Windows 10 that you're at, but unfortunately Microsoft has convoluted this whole thing now, and you could be at an older version of Windows 10 with the updates all applied to it, but you have not gone to the next flavor of Windows 10. But I do this constantly, right? Every second week I go there and make sure it's, I hear up, you. it's up to date. I'd be know? curious. Are you? Is it up now, Gunther? Can you tell us what, what version uh, you're running? I'm, I'm on... I'm on your website. Hold on. What do I, what in the bottom, in the little search bar, type in Winver. We're curious if yeah, it's running 1909. Hit the little square flag in the lower left-hand corner yeah. and type in Winver. All one word. Winver. W-I-N-V-E-R. Wait, wait, wait. Slow, slow. I'm not this fast. That's okay. W-I-N-V-E-R <clears throat> yeah. as in version. V as in Victor. E-R. Winver. Yep. One word, no spaces. Yeah. And what do you got when hit you enter. hit enter? Uh, wrong command. Well, when you typed it wrong. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm not good at spelling. I'm, I'm nervous right now. So. Don't be nervous. Nobody's listening. It's just us three. <laughs> no. um, oh, wait, okay, wait a minute. Win, as in Windows, W-I-N. Yeah. Ver, V-E-R, as in version. One word. One word. No all space. one word. Don't type the word one word. But, no, no, no. I have, I have W-E-I-N. W-E-I-N. No, not, no. W-I-N. Oh, oh, oh. As you in know, Windows. I, okay, okay. Not the Austrian spelling of uh, Windows. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from Germany, so, and my E is I, and my I is a E. No sweat, no sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so W-I-N-V-E-R. What do you got? I'm curious. Is this, is this, should this be an F? 
No Fs. V as in Victor. Wector, Wector. We're going to put you on hold because I'm curious now. I'm going to put you on hold, and you're going to type in Winver. Come hell or high water. All right? Okay, Winver for me. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay, Gunther? He's going to try to type Winver because I want to see where he's at. We have two lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So, Vanessa, hang on, and we'll get to your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we posted has been, everything we've talked about has been posted live over by by uh, uh, Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com, which is the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We do have one line open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. Let's go back with Gunther to see what version of Windows he has. Hey, Gunther, you figure that out? Okay, I, I don't know. I have this WinWare. It says run command, open, run administrator, open file location. That's what it says on my screen. Okay. In the, uh, type in the run command. Run administrator. Okay, you want to type in. Oh. Did, yeah. it, did it give you the version? Actually, when you hit that, you it, should just immediately type in WinVer. It says Windows 10. Here we go. When does it save the version of Windows 10? Uh, it should say Microsoft Windows in small letters. It's going to say. 2000, it says something version 1909. Okay. You got the latest version. Yep, that's what we wanted to confirm. Okay. So we, we're going to post a link on Computer Talk with Tab of 10 other things you can try (laughs) (laughs) Um, to solve this blue screen of death, as it's called. It's the Windows 10 flavor of blue screen of death. So like Bob said, it could be an application on your startup that's getting in the way. You need to uninstall that. You could have a a device connected to your laptop, or is it a laptop or a PC? A laptop. I have nothing connected to my device. Okay, so that's not causing it. But sometimes devices that are connected to the machine could cause this kind of blue screen um, so there's a list of 10 different things you can try that would hopefully get rid of this blue screen. The fact that you take out your battery may indicate something wrong with the battery or maybe even the bias. Have you updated your, your bias on your mother, on your motherboard yet? Oh, uh, no, I'm not this good. So a- <laughs> HP has a tool that yeah. you have in your lower right-hand corner of your, of your system or yeah. maybe even on, have you run that to see if you're current with your, your hardware drivers? No, I didn't. I would do that. So once you get the machine up and running with your battery trick, bring up that HP utility and have it tell you what needs to be updated. You could find that thanks to Windows 10, the fact that you're running the latest version of Windows 10 may not be compatible with your version of your BIOS. Isn't this fun? Okay. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to say no. (laughs) One more more thing, please. Yes. Sometimes it comes up, it says problems with Microsoft account. Mm. And if I go in there, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong. I do a lot of reading on the screen, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense. Is there somebody, you think somebody's trying to get into my computer here somehow? No, it might just mean that you're having trouble authenticating to Microsoft. Um, I don't think that means somebody's trying to hack your account, especially on boot up. It just mean, it might mean you're typing something wrong. You're having an issue with your account as you log in. Okay, and should I go? To, should, should I get rid of uh, uh, Google Chrome? Why? Because I run I run uh, Firefox. There's too many things running then. Or? No, no, no. No, your computer is not overloaded by having two browsers on it. Oh, no. Nope. Okay. 
So yeah, I think you should run that HP utility to see how current you are with your devices. If you've never run that, I never run this. Yeah, most likely you have some updating to do, and pay attention to it. The only thing I worry about though is if it tries to update the BIOS and you hit some sort of weird blue screen, you could have, nah. Follow the follow the tool. You'll Just be okay. Don't shut it off while it's doing that. Yeah, don't shut anything. Up. Follow the, follow the screen. Do not um, don't reboot while those updates are occurring. That's what I usually do. I mean, uh, you follow the screen. It takes me longer not to read everything. What's what it comes there. That's okay. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yeah, don't be a quick clicker there. Just follow right. the rules. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like, again, I love your show. Thank you for listening, you. and uh, we got a link up there for you for the other things you can try as well, sir. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So he's got some things to do on this cold Saturday morning. Let's go on to Vanessa in Cheshire. What's going on, Vanessa? Hi. Hello. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. I just want to say I love your show, and it's taken me about a year plus listening to my 20-something kids, and I finally cut the cord yesterday. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, how nice. And... um. It was interesting. I dropped the things off. They were pretty accommodating. Yes. And then they go, are you, are you going to be streaming? And I'm like, yeah. Well, it looks like you're using about 509. I'm like, and I have one terabyte. You know, I have one terabyte. And I didn't change anything with my internet. I kept it at 10 MTBS. 10 megabits? And, um, yep. Really? So I, I don't know if I should up it. I haven't yet. So which, did you, which, uh, I, I assume you're running DSL, right? Right from Frontier. No, I'm no, no. I'm internet with Cox at ten megabits. Wow, yeah. I didn't think they did it that slow. So, how much are you paying for ten megabits, Vanessa? Well, it was before I, you know, on my bill it was like fifty five ninety nine or something like that for ten megabits. Yeah, that's awful. Awful. I can't believe they are doing that to you. Um, So I'm trying to figure out, like, a should I like totally get rid of you know internet with them and. No, what you should call them back, call their customer service back and say, look, I'm running, I'm paying 50 bucks for 10 megabits, and I know my neighbors are paying 50 bucks for 100 oh. megabits, 10 times oh, okay. that. Okay. Um, okay. So there's something really wrong with your account. Um, you prob- okay. Have you been a customer forever? Um, yeah, probably since like the 80s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's when I had that nice deal forever, and they finally said, oh, you've had this too long. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the fact that you're using quote unquote 500 megabits, how many people are in your home that are doing that? Just me and three kids, my 18-year-old, my two 20-somethings. Okay, so mm-hmm. that is true. So I am surprised you can even move 500 megabits on a 10-megabit oh. connection. But the fact is, okay. when my kids come home from college and they're in, right. the, same, they're in the same age group, our usage right. goes through the roof. So you're, they're right. gonna, Cox is going to charge you for extra right. usage beyond a terabyte, no matter what speed you pay for. Okay. Okay. Um, so be be prepared for a little extra cost if your kids are going to stream everything. Now, you can also tell them to jiggle the handle, right? You know, just like right. when a toilet is running, if they're leaving right. their, their computer streaming or the TV streaming while nobody's watching it, you're consuming right. data, right? It's a whole different oh, okay. mindset. If they're streaming okay. stuff and nobody's watching, in the old days you'd have the TV on maybe for just background noise. Now you got to right. jiggle the handle or you're going to get paying for the extra data. It's like turning the lights off when you're not okay. in the room. Yeah, so keep that in mind. And 20-somethings are notorious for just streaming everything and letting it run to 2 in the morning. Well, for 20-somethings, they've grown up. I I have one like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Me too. They've grown up where the Internet's free. Their parents are paying for it. (laughs) Well, Chris Murphy told them it was free. Well, the interesting thing was around 6 o'clock, I went on my computer to look at something, and Cox is like, oh, we see you uh, traded in your boxes. Oh, why don't you please come back? We'll give you 40% off and, mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and, don't uh, do it. Don't do it. 
no, I'm not going to do it. Because they're going to charge you for the boxes. Exactly. And that's why I got rid of that. They're, they're even charging more to broadcaster charge now. Right. And they're up in the black box to two ninety nine to three ninety nine. dollars Right. Yeah, they're they're tacking on a lot more charges if you look at your March 1st bill. They're just like, yep. oh, we're going to do this, this, and this, and charge for this, this. Okay. Right. So I just need to go up from like the 10 up to like 100 well, yeah, you should be able to for the price you're paying for ten. You should really be complaining and saying, "I hear my neighbors are paying anywhere from okay. you know fifty to sixty to seventy bucks for eighty to a hundred megs. I'm paying this for ten megs. Why am I being penalized?" Okay. Um, that's really because your your kids are going to be upset if you try to do streaming at ten megabits. It won't really work that well. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. And well, I love YouTube, and I I love YouTube too. But it's really nice. And is it working for you at the ten megabits? was and i think the screen looks a lot crisper than it did when i had the freaking boxes attached so yeah <laughs> well that's great i don't know I'm, I'm, i love it so yeah okay well, great thank you i'll definitely do that and i'll i'll play i'm very good at trying to negotiate stuff so i will definitely call right. them back on that. give them heck okay. also while you're at it while you're at it make yeah. sure you you go ahead and tell um go net speed which is a fiber competitor oh, that's what Yes, that's a, that's the other name I was looking for. Okay, yeah, go NetSpeed. Okay. See if they have it available in Cheshire. They don't. Tell them you're interested. Yeah. I mean, West Hartford is All continuing right. to expand. Those people in West Hartford are okay. so lucky. Um, okay. But the more folks in Cheshire that want Go NetSpeed to come, if they get ten or so percent of you guys, Ooh. now you got a competitor to Cox. Now ah, and they'll yeah. give you 150 okay. megabits. They'll okay. give you 150 megabits lifetime guarantee price of 50 bucks. <gasps> oh my god. Okay. All right. I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Vanessa. <laughs> Doing it. Thank you so much. Yeah, good luck. All right. Bye-bye. 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 So she's cutting the cord. Oh, it's so nice. I, I loved when I went and grabbed my pile of hardware that I'm renting just to get TV and plopped it. They're very nice. Um, they accommodated it. Um, but, you know, it's just, I mean, you're paying three bucks here a month for that device, four bucks here a month for that device, plus tax, plus FCC fees, plus the war of 1812 charges. I mean, it's crazy. Well, I got to be creative on all these extra fees, that uh, junk fees <laughs> that they put on the bill. Exactly. All to get TV. We're going to step out for a quick break. We have three lines open for you guys. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Nationwide, 800-966. If you're listening on the stream, feel free to call us, 800-966-WTIC. We love it when those bills come in. Uh, the management screaming at us about the long-distance calls. We love that stuff. Feel free to get online, uh, and we'll do our best to help you out. We'll be right back. <laughs> We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. All the lines are all jamming up. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning. And let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Rick in Granby, who's been on the longest. Morning, Rick. Yes, good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Listen often, first-time caller. Oh, great. Hey, I got a question. I um, switched over from uh, from Dell and Microsoft to Apple. Um, sure. And I'm trying to find out what the best uh, antivirus uh, software for an Apple would be. I have used uh, McAfee and other stuff in the past for my uh, Windows base. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find uh, the best option out there. Yeah, I would still recommend Webroot. They do have a Mac client. Okay. And I actually meant to bring the story in. Apple is now was the number one target of malicious software recently. So you're with more folks using Apple, you're being targeted more. I'll find that article and bring it up. Um, but Webroot has a uh, has a, a Mac client you can try. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, would you recommend Malwarebytes for the Apple also? 
Only if you have something where you need to remediate a problem. You shouldn't run both. No, I have no problem at this moment. Right. So I would only get malware bytes involved if for some reason Webroot got let something passed and okay, it couldn't remediate and it couldn't remediate it and you wanted a secondary tool to try to remediate whatever you got hit with. Excellent. All right. I appreciate your help and you guys have a great uh, rest of your weekend. Thanks you too, Rick. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Yeah, I'll put that link up there for you as far as the story on uh the fact that Apple Mac is surpassed <laughs> um, being a target of Windows because of you know more you guys are using it. So target-rich environment. Uh, let's go to um, oh, Sherry in West Hartford. I got a feeling she's going to gloat. Hello, Sherry. Are you going to gloat? Am I going to gloat? Mm. I, I don't know. You tell me. I just got um, a notice in the mail for GoNet Speed. Yeah. I can... I don't even know what that is, but I would love to get rid of my cable company. So. Oh, Sherry, I thought you already said you're going to have it and you're you're already using it. Yes, please go do it. You'll really? you'll be so happy. It's a lifetime price of fifty bucks, right? They probably have that on the information, right? And it's 150 megs up and down. You don't need the upload speed unless you're some sort of, uh, you know, if you're hosting a website or, or something. yeah, a YouTuber where you're broadcasting yourself. But for fifty bucks, guaranteed lifetime price, um, no limits on data. Use as much data as you want. You don't have to worry about jiggling the handle. And uh, it's a competitor to your broadband folks that are in, in West Hartford. Okay. Now, on this, on this particular advertisement that I got in the mail, it says, for a one-time fee, $79.99. It's the, most, it's the only fee on the planet you're going to be so happy to pay. <laughs> uh, because they need to run the fiber from your pole okay. to your house. Okay. And so, yes, there's a cost for that. Uh, because the price at 50 bucks. Lifetime is so worth it, and it's to your worth it to your friends and neighbors, right? Because if if you're more of you guys in West Hartford keep bringing down the cost of broadband, yep. even the cable companies are going to have to take notice and reduce their prices. So now, how, now right now, you know, I've got the cable going into my house. What happens with this? It's over. It's Wi-Fi, right? No, it's fiber. Oh, it's fiber. You're going to get a a fiber pipe. That's the seventy nine dollar okay. cost. Run to your home like they used to run the cable to your home, right? Yep. And you're now going to have the ability to run unlimited amounts of bandwidth to your home, but 150 is plenty. Yeah, they're going to put a little router in there with the with the fiber yep. uh, ability on it. No cost for that either. Really? Yep. And then you're going to be able to cancel your everything with your other company, and then you're going to end up streaming your, your TV with like a YouTube TV or a Hulu or a Disney Plus or whatever you want to choose for your, your TV. And really? Yeah. That sounds like too good to be true. Uh, trust me. It, it does sound that way, and I'm so jealous because it's actually true. <laughs> you're going to have to pay for the YouTube TV, um, but it's still going to be less expensive than whatever you're doing with your, your cable company. And let me ask you right now so that I understand this. Right now I have um, – I already – I have Amazon and Netflix. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I'll be able to – Oh, yeah. Yep. You'll be able to watch those all day long. No, this is too good. And you're, and guess what? I mean, you look at your cable bill. You never know from month to month what they're going to do to you. I know. Tell me about it. These yeah. guys promise not to. I'm already paying over $224 a month. That's a car payment. I can't take it. Yeah. You're paying for a car payment to watch TV. Yeah, I'm calling them on Monday. Go yep. for it. 50 bucks sounds good to me. 50 call, bucks. Call us back when it's done. And yeah, let, then you can gloat. Do the gloating I thought you were going to do. <laughs> okay, I will. All right, Sherry. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Yep. yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, she's so lucky. That's what we need, right? We need competition. Yes. And the legislators in this state, is, uh-huh. you know, we're very revolutionary here, as you know. And, and Pura is not helping us so much about getting other competitors on our polls because 
You can't have another thing on your pole without some sort of crazy you know, act of God. I think the biggest problem with NetSpeed is mm. people get this notice in the mail. And they don't believe they it. They don't believe it. They think it's junk mail. Or they don't understand it. Well, you know, that's part of it too but the thing is it it's you look at it and you go this can't be true and you throw it right in the trash and it's like oh my god it's so true (laughs) and and again that's a it's just a lack of understanding trust us a fiber connection at 150 megabits up and down for 50 bucks is gold if you get that in your neighborhood i mean it's (laughs) please go do it you'll love it let's go on to joe in hartford what's going on joe Joe, you there? Uh-oh. I think we lost Joe. All right. Well, he may be going to do up. I'll put Joe back on hold in case he comes back. Um, as we're waiting for your calls, I do want to bring up a, another article that I found kind of interesting. So nowadays, when you rent a car, they can give you a um, an app on why you would even take a moment on a vacation to connect to load the app on your phone, connect it with the car, and get the Bluetooth going just so you can maybe lock the car or do a remote start is beyond me. I got better things to do than even waste a moment of my vacation doing this. But but these companies offer it. And this is a Ford tool that goes with, I guess, uh, Enterprise Rental. And the reason I bring it up was because five or six months ago, a story was put out about a guy who had rented a vehicle and the app was still active on his phone, and he was able to turn it on, turn the car off and on, open the windows, you know, start it remotely. Still, five or six months later, well, the same guy goes and rents a vehicle from the same company again, and then you know returns the vehicle, and he's still able to do this. So the companies are not paying attention to disconnecting these apps after you've done rent. You're done renting the car. So they'll give you the convenience of if you really care to do a remote start and. And connect it all up, but they're not doing their due diligence on the back end of rem- and you can track your car. So the new renters are driving around wherever they're driving around, and you're knowing where they are going because the company is not disconnecting the app. That should not occur. Well, months later, it's still occurring. <laughs> even if it, even though it made the news, they haven't fixed this. Wow, right. <laughs> Again, I don't know why you would waste your time on a vacation to connect your car to your phone well, to do a remote know, start. You know, there are some people that just got to do everything on the phone. Yeah. And they, you know, there are people that go out to eat together. Yeah. And they, instead of having a face-to-face conversation, they text each other. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I hope they're not texting each other on the phone. You look so nice tonight, honey. Tick, 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 tick. Emoji, 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 whatever emoji you're going to put. <laughs> I hope not. Let's go to Joe in Hartford. Are you there, Joe? Yes, I'm here. What's up, sir? Hey, can you please teach me how to change your password? What kind of password right. are you changing? Uh, it's on my uh, email. All right. Which email are you using? Which email company? Is it Gmail? Um, Is it Hotmail? Is it Yahoo? Uh, Gmail. Gmail. Okay. Um, we can put <laughs> we can put the link up there. Um, as to what instructions you have to follow to change your Gmail password. Uh, what is your password now, Joe? <laughs> I can't say. You're not going to tell me? Nice try. Why do you want to change it? Is it something that is uh, somebody's got? Uh, it's They would recommend changing it every every couple of years, right? Well, every, every couple. Uh, oh. Every six months or so, whatever. Yeah, regularly. Change it. Yeah. 
Make it very. You, you want to make it very difficult. Um, you know, twelve characters, and then what you want to do is add a two-factor authentication to it. So, along with changing your password, you want to configure two FA. It's called. So, along with your password that you're going to type in, you're going to have it then tell your phone to type in a digit, a, uh, four digits, let's say, to open your email. And we can easily put a link for this because it's very common as far as how to change a Google Gmail password. Um, we'll put a link over at Computer Talk. For okay, you. but you said two-factor author. author uh, yeah, two-factor authentication. So a password these days is not enough um, because what will happen is you'll use that same password on other services, even though, right. you sh even though you should not. And if any of those services in the cloud gets impacted or hacked, quote-unquote, um, the bad guys will see, oh, Joe from Hartford uses a password, a password, and they're going to try to log into your Gmail account because they assume you're using the same thing. Without the two-factor authentication turned on, they would not get the notification to your to their phone that you know asks for the four digits. Uh, it'll go to your phone, and of course, you're not going to type it in because you're not logging in. And so that keeps them out of your system by turning on two-factor authentication. And we can put a link up there for that as well. But most people these days really need to strongly consider either a physical key, a, Yubi a Yubico key or a Titan key as a second factor, or a two-factor uh, text to your phone to lock your systems down more. A password is not enough anymore, Joe. So what's the thing to the phone that you said, to the smartphone? Type in what it's gonna. You're gonna turn when you config change your password. You're gonna look yes, in the sir. Google settings for configuring two-factor authentication. It'll be in that same. We have a link for you how to turn on two-step verification. They call it two-step verification, and uh, it'll be there for you to follow the instructions as to how to turn that on while you're doing this password change. And so what'll happen is you're gonna log into your email and then your phone, because you're gonna put your phone number in there, is gonna get a text. Saying, "Hey, well, go ahead while you're while you're logging in. Put these four digits in, as well, and that will greatly increase your security." Does that make sense? Yeah. So Google's going to notify you of the code, and then you put the code in, yep. and that's your two-factor authentication. Exactly. Your password is factor one. Your code is factor two to your phone. Now the bad guys can't get to your stuff, Joe. Okay, got to go to a hard break here. Okay, sir. Is it, and when you change it on the in, um, on a Gmail account, like on your laptop or on your computer, yeah, the, you're, you're going to send a link for that too. It's basically yeah. the same. It's the same thing, sir. I got to go. Thank you. All right, all right, Joe. All right, guys, we're going to be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to stick around. We have three lines open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. You want to talk about cutting the cable? Happy to talk about it. Happy to talk about anything when it comes to everything we've talked about today. Everything's posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you follow Tab Computer Systems on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it may get into your newsfeed. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 